Welcome everyone. My name is John Lawson, founding partner of Sana Family Office and senior wealth advisor with Asante Wealth Management. Our clients are affluent families and business owners because we add the most value to those with complexity. Part of our belief system is decisions at all levels should be informed decisions. And therefore, we have embarked on creating video podcasts that can be watched, listened to in full, or we also break them into bite-sized pieces. We hope these serve as a glimpse into different areas of interest, not just for our clients, but for anyone who needs the information. And we are happy to help when our listeners and viewers have more specific questions. So today we have Christine Bakkes, Executive Director of Surrey Cares Community Foundation. As full disclosure, I am actually the chair of Surrey Cares Community Foundation. Christine has over 25 years of experience in senior leadership roles in a variety of social purpose organizations. These roles include serving as an executive director for a community foundation. She specializes in helping not-for-profit organizations strengthen and sustain the service they provide through capacity development, innovation, and partnership building. Christine has a background in business and recreation therapy and holds a master's of art degree in interdisciplinary studies. She was proud to be awarded a Kathy Barnett leadership grant. She has served as a school trustee, board member and volunteer for registered charities. She is an active seroptimist. Prior to joining Surrey Cares, Christine has worked with health, education, and initiatives for newcomers and refugees in Surrey and South Fraser. She feels privileged to have been mentored by Indigenous elders and has significant experience convening diverse stakeholders for social justice projects. Christine enjoys the arts, gardening, nature, and of course, time with her family. All right. Welcome, Christine. Christine, uh, I've already given you a, a glowing introduction uh, and uh, run, run through your bio. Uh, I haven't messed up too many times on it, so it shouldn't be uh, that long of an introduction uh, once we get around to the editing. Um, we always start these off with just a, a little bit more of a personal thing, and we, we just like to know uh, for you, what kind of drink or what drink is your favorite and where in the world would you love to be having that drink? Oh, well, that's a, a nice way to start, John. Um, let me think about that. I think, uh, given that we're in the time of COVID, I would probably like to be somewhere local, but safe, maybe by a fire in Whistler with a cosmopolitan, I think. Oh, very nice. Well, uh, for myself, I've uh, shaken it up because uh, on our first two episodes, I uh, talked about my love for tequila, which surprises so many people. Uh, uh, but this time, uh, I thought I'd share uh, um, a beer. So often, if I uh, am sipping on a tequila, I'll, I'll pair it with a beer. Uh, so what better uh, beer to uh, pair it with than uh, the Modelo? Uh, and that uh, the Negro Modelo is a, uh, a slightly darker uh, Mexican beer, which I really enjoy. So, uh, and that, oh, Whistler's a good place. Uh, honestly, most times I'm just at home uh, relaxing and um, Tara and I are unwinding and talking about our week. Uh, so, um, and, and as you say, during the COVID time. 
So let's, uh, let's maybe press forward here because we've got a great subject and um, uh, I'll, I'll maybe frame this up a little bit. So, uh, uh, September was uh, um, uh, Community Foundation Month and our uh, mayor uh, of Surrey made a proclamation to say uh, that uh, in Surrey, it was the uh, Community Foundation Month. Uh, also coming into November is National Philanthropy Month and the actual day is on the 15th. You pair that with people's uh, tax planning and um, the natural uh, instinct to leave things to a deadline and calendar year ends or deadlines. So fall is a really busy time. Uh, for people thinking about gifting uh, and charitable giving. Um, so I thought it was very appropriate that we do talk to you and uh, get an idea about in general, what is a community foundation? And then we'll also talk more specifically because uh, uh, as I've uh, mentioned in the intro, I'm the chair of uh, Surrey Cares Community Foundation and you're the executive director. So we'll, we'll put in a few little plugs for ourselves too, but uh, in general, this applies to uh, all community foundations. So to start off on a broad question, what is a community foundation? So thanks for including us, John. And a community foundation is a special foundation that's different than other charitable organizations. Um, we are sort of, our tagline is the charity for charities. So community foundations support other charities. And our role is really for the long term. We're able to match the interests of donors with uh, causes that are important in the community. Okay, good. And so that's, that's a good overview. Um, so I thought maybe we drill down a little bit and uh, this is very similar. You and I will often go out and meet fund holders or meet government officials or interested groups. And one of the things that we'll talk about is uh, the, the, the types of tools that we use. Uh, and I'm very fond of saying that um, everybody is either in a position themselves to need those tools or know somebody or an organization that uh, could use those tools. Um, so we talk and maybe I'll, I'll let you uh, um, uh, reference what those uh, uh, three different types of funds are that we use and, and I'll, I'll help fill in uh, with you there. Sure. I mean, I think the biggest difference uh, in terms of the tools that community foundations use are the endowment funds. So endowment funds are gifts for the long term for a specific purpose or can be a broad purpose, uh, such as our Surrey Cares Fund, which can serve a variety of needs in the community. 
Um, and it allows donors to create a legacy for the community um, with the careful investment uh, of our investment committee. Those funds are nurtured and grown over time and other community members who share the cause of the original donor can actually add to that endowment so that every year the um, paycheck, as it were, that goes to an individual charity gets bigger. And so I think that's a really different uh, tool that would be used uh, by a community foundation. We also have uh, donors who contribute to what's called a managed fund, which is more for a midterm uh, investment period that um, organizations may choose to set up or donors may choose to set up for an organization that allows um, a bit of a cushion or a buffer for projects in the future. But again, benefiting from that thoughtful investment um, advice and ensuring that the funds that are with us are growing and available for a particular time frame that might be needed uh, by an organization for a specific project. Um, the third kind of fund that we have is a flow through fund. And that allows really organizations to place money with the foundation for a shorter time frame and project. Um, it allows us to take the burden away of writing tax receipts and kind of monitoring the expenses. Um, and so that's a shorter term kind of fund. We do have um, some high profile funds right now. During COVID-19, we have a Surrey Community Relief Fund, which is local dollars that are flowing in and flowing right out to support the community during this time of COVID-19. So that would be one example. Yeah, great example. And so if I go back a little bit uh, with the endowment fund, um, uh, we'll maybe flush that out a little bit and uh, I'll, I'll take lead on this and say uh, an endowment fund can be exactly as you talked about. It's a, you can have the, the community and open version, which is people are choosing an area of uh, interest that they would like to support and the community at large uh, contributes to that. Um, and that money is there in perpetuity. It's there forever and it's always supporting those causes. One of the benefits to doing that as opposed directly to a, a, a charity is that um, if if a specific charity uh, no longer uh, survives and is not there, um, that money is not lost. It is then uh, directed to other charities that do similar work uh, within the community. But more specifically for an endowment fund, if you go away from the general community, we also have uh, families that are interested in setting up uh, endowment funds. and. Those families, it's um, often refer to that as uh, lots of people hear about the family trust uh, and uh, the family foundation. Um, so we uh, are able to set that up in a very economical way because a family, uh, uh, normally a private foundation is very expensive to set up. And what we also uh, have seen is that uh, private foundations, people lose interest after a while because uh, you mentioned earlier, there is 
There's a lot of administration to take care of because you have to report to CRA, you have to stay up on that and the costs involved. And you actually have to have a board of directors and that board of directors has liability. Um, and so people get enamored with that in the beginning and then lose interest uh, often in the uh, uh, private foundations. And so when we take the burden of all that away, the families get to do just the fun stuff. And uh, the fun stuff is every year taking that income and granting that out to their charity of choice. Um, and one of the things that I often talk about, and I was maybe even touchable on it a little bit more uh, later on, is um, the ability to teach future generations about giving and giving back to your community. Uh, and it's, I, I'll poke fun at this all the time, but probably the most common comment that I get from uh, my clients is, um, when I talk to them about that and talking to their kids, they say, yeah, let's work on the grandkids. Uh, so it is, um, it's something to keep in the family and they, uh, they love the idea of a family legacy and passing that tradition down and that stays with the family forever. So uh, um, the, the other one that you mentioned, uh, the managed fund in there, uh, that's that medium, uh, can be longer term as well. Uh, and uh, our example uh, that we've been using lately is a, uh, um, a charity that built a building and they had excess funds left over and they were, the board was aware enough to actually uh, put, set that money aside into a managed fund so that they had dollars to help uh, for building improvements, building maintenance down uh, in the future. So I, that's a great example of forward thinking in, in my mind. Um, and of course, you talked about the, uh, uh, the flow through and uh, with, uh, with COVID, uh, um, the community foundation and not, and not just ours, uh, other community foundations across Canada and, and around the world have actually done a very good job at uh, coming to the community support uh, by raising dollars and putting uh, those dollars where, where most needed. So one of the other things that uh, I just wanted to touch upon is um, we in our industry refer to it as planned giving. Um, so maybe if you don't mind, just touch a little bit on, on that. What does that mean? Sure. Um, so with regards to planned giving, uh, it's not unusual for community foundations to receive gifts and bequests um, through wills and uh, we can accept a variety of gifts whether it's insurance policies or uh, property that can be transferred into a fund um, so really we have a saying in the community foundation movement that gifts of all shapes and sizes make a difference um, from those that are planned ahead of time to donors who choose to give gifts um, in an ongoing basis, whether it's monthly or annually toward the cause that they've chosen. Um, so we have a number of different vehicles and ways that uh, individuals can give to the foundation. Yeah, great, thanks. Um, 
and then uh, I thought maybe what what so many people relate to is uh, is stories or examples. Uh, is there anything that comes to mind of uh, um, an example of uh, um, how a community foundation helps its community over and above uh, uh, just managing dollars? Sure. Uh, I think one of the examples that you've touched on are gifts that are given in memory. Um, often at a time when someone passes, there may be a de desire to memorialize the story. And so oftentimes um, we see organizations or groups, whether it's family and friends coming together and creating a, a fund that actually contributes to the community um, and can be passed on and really managed, but keep the memory of an individual and a cause that was important to them alive. Um, within the Surrey Cares Foundation, we have funds that have been created by community members that touch on many different aspects of healthy community, whether we have funds that focus on youth and health and education, scholarships, bursaries, and many others. So um, I think just the sense that community foundations are able to really create um, and create enduring legacies um, for the community. So I think those are some of the um, examples. Certainly uh, with Surrey Cares, one of our founding funds was the Darts Hill Fund um, created by the Darts family. And uh, as someone who really appreciates gardens, I'm very passionate about um, that fund and being able to see what's happening with the proceeds of that legacy gift every year. So those are some examples that come to mind for me. Great, thanks. Those are uh, great examples. Um, what about our role uh, in advocacy? So certainly one of the things that um, we do as a community foundation and certainly have done in Surrey is being able to get the word out about the good work that our charities are doing and about the barriers that they're experiencing. Um, we certainly try to be well connected with all segments of our community and with elected officials and donors to be able to raise the awareness of what we're hearing from the charity organizations we serve and finding ways that we can fill gaps uh, in the future. Yeah, outstanding. Um, so in we, we've run through a series of examples and gone on a high level uh, um, and drilled down in a few spots of, uh, about the community foundation. Um, is there anything else that you would like to add? Any other kind of message that you would like to add to the uh, listening public out there? Well, I think as we're coming through this time of reflection and gratitude that starts with Thanksgiving and leads into, um, you know, the months ahead, we are certainly raising awareness of our board's desire to enhance the number of dollars available to our charitable sector in Surrey. 
Um, and so we're certainly profiling um, some matching opportunities that are coming up ahead in the arts sector. And we're also profiling our Smart and Caring Fund, which, as I mentioned earlier, is a fund that really can meet uh, any needs in the community. And we find that it's very beneficial to have a flexible fund like that because we never know what's around the, co the corner. This year with COVID, you know, from that fund, we can fund opportunities that are from COVID. If there's a, per, a particular sector in the community that has a lot of applications come in in any given year that don't fit within our existing funds, the uh, granting committee and the adjudicators are able to use a flexible fund like the Smart and Caring Fund to fill those needs. So it's nice for us to always have something that can meet whatever the needs are in a given year. Um, and of course, as you've pointed out, John, uh, the capacity is always there for donors who want to create a specific fund um, that we can really ensure uh, serves the community for the future. I know in our foundation, one of the funds that we don't have yet is a fund to cover environmental causes. And so, you know, there's always an opportunity to continue to grow and expand the breadth of our funds, but also the size of our funds to meet our growing community's needs. Mm, wonderful. Good message. Um, well, Christine, thanks uh, so much for taking the time. Probably the, the last question, uh, uh, just to put it out there, is if people are interested, um, how do they reach Surrey Cares if uh, that's the community foundation that they would like to uh, work with? Or uh, as I always try and encourage, um, talk to your own community foundation, uh, reach out to them. And, and so how would they find that information? So the easiest way, John, is for our viewers to go to the website, which is www.surreycares.org. All of our contact information is there. Um, we're happy to have meetings with anyone who's interested. You can invite us to have a Zoom meeting with your organization or with your family if you need more personal information. Um, we do have a newsletter that you can sign up for directly from the website so that you will receive news every month about what activities we're doing. And uh, we also have social media channels. So if you're on social media, you can join us on Instagram, Facebook, uh, and LinkedIn and Twitter. Wow. And uh, if, if anybody, again, uh, because uh, we actually have clients around the world, uh, um, the, for community foundations outside of uh, ours uh, uh, in Surrey, um, you can go directly to uh, uh, Community Foundations of Canada website uh, and they will help list. But if, if you can't find any of that, then feel free to reach out to uh, Surrey Cares and we'll help direct you. Um, so Christine, I just wanted to thank you so much for uh, taking the time. Um, you have uh, been with Surrey Cares for a short six months, but I know uh, you stepped into it uh, right at the beginning of COVID and uh, it has been a flurry of activity and I've heard nothing but huge praise for uh, the amazing work that you've done. So uh, thank you so much for taking the time today and thank you so much for the job that you're doing for the community of Surrey. Thank you, John. 
And that wraps up another video podcast. Thanks for listening. And as always, if you have any questions, please reach out to us by emailing saunafamilyoffice at asante.com or by calling 604-372-3372 or 604-859-4125. We are happy to have a conversation with you. For more information about us, you can always visit our website at saunafamilyoffice.com. We would love to hear from you, our listeners, on future topics that would be of interest, as well as your feedback. And if you could write a review, it really does help spread the word. Until next time, Asante Sana. Hi, I'm Trevor Beggs from Sana Family Office, and thanks for listening to John Lawson and the Wealth Wisdom Podcast. Here are the necessary disclosures. Asante Capital Management is a member of the Canadian Investor Protection Fund and Investment Industry Regulatory Organization of Canada. This material is provided for general information and is subject to change without notice. Every effort has been made to compile this material from reliable sources. However, no warranty can be made as to its accuracy or completeness. Before acting on any of the above, please make sure to see a professional advisor for individual financial advice based on your personal circumstances. The opinions expressed here are not necessarily those of Asante Capital Management. Thanks again for listening, and we'll catch you next time on the Wealth Wisdom Podcast.